0: Welcome to Story U Talk Radio. I'm delighted that you have reserved this hour to spend with me. We talk all about stories here. We talk about the stories you live by, the stories you are writing, the stories you are adding to your speeches and your podcasts. We want to get really, really clear on which stories we are aligning with, because for one, it helps us live a fun and savvy life, but it also allows us to be creative and expressive in the ways we desire most. You might have story around the kitchen and food. You might have story around music. Maybe it's around family or even family feuds. You might have stories about love and travel, whatever stories you have on your mind and whatever medium or platform you would like to use to express them. I come to you every Thursday to help encourage you to do exactly that. I'm a writing coach. I have 25 years experience of Teaching in community college settings and working in publishing, working one on one with first or second or third time authors. And I really, really love what I do. I focus a lot on the story. Some people say, Are you a book coach? Well, kind of, yeah. I help plenty of people write their books, but the coaching, I'm doing is really around your story. What what is it you want to share? And what have you started to think that you might not share? Sometimes it's really important to sort of tease all that out. There are people who have said, well, in fact, I'm working with a lovely lady right now, Diana, who is writing the second edition of her cookbook. And she said to me, in this edition, I really, really want to focus on the pleasure recipes. So she already has a cookbook that is specific around Mediterranean foods, but now she's looking at it And she's seeing where are those, you know, not necessarily eat right for your blood type or eat right for weight loss or anything like that. She wants this book to really, really wrap its arms around the pleasure of having a Mediterranean diet and adding some stories that will facilitate that. So we're getting into theme, and we're getting into a mood in her book, and it's a good mood. It's one she feels wonderful about. It's one she's wanted to do for a little while. So you might even be asking, what does that mean, a second edition? Basically, it means the book was published long long enough ago that the rights to publishing are now back on you. And you can do with the content of that book whatever you choose. When you first come out with a book, especially with a bigger publisher, they have the rights to your book, or there is a partnership made where you and the publisher have rights. But after a certain amount of time, all rights go back to you. And if you decide to go with another publisher and change enough of the content that it has a slightly different look and feel, we call that your next edition. And this behooves the person who loves to write and share their story. They love to get into the great creative feeling of putting things out there in the world but they don't necessarily want to start from scratch because they love what they did some time ago. They want to add to it. They want to change it up a little, but they don't necessarily want to write a completely different book. So we call that creating your second edition. And what I find is that people really, really enjoy being creative in that way. But here's what I also find. When people put a lot of pressure on themselves to write a book or to create a TED Talk, and they're just feeling more pressure than creativity, more pressure than excitement. Well, you can imagine, they start creating a really lousy mood for themselves And if it goes unattended, that moodiness can turn into terrible defeat. So today, I want to help you focus on how quickly you can turn around kind of a sour mood, an angry mood, a down and out mood. Even an apathetic mood, a defensive mood. You can turn all that around very, very quickly if you're willing to change your perspective. And a lot of people have talked about this. If you follow people like Wayne Dyer, he used to say, change your thoughts, change your life. You know, I really like that slogan. But I didn't the first time or two or a hundred that I heard it because it just sounded so easy and almost cliche. Oh, you don't like your day? Well, change your life uh, by changing your thoughts and it's just that easy and la, la, la. That's kind of how I heard it. But it took several hearings of that slogan, change your thoughts, change your life before I could really understand what he meant was, get yourself on higher ground. Quit looking at something from a real low vibrational level. Don't take just one eye to that. Take both eyes and really focus in on what do you want to create? What do you want to bring to the world? What stories do you want to share because they enliven you? And what stories do you want to leave behind because they don't. They don't enliven you. You get to choose. This is part of being an author. And when you go through my programs at the three-month or the six-month level, I offer you an online portal, handouts, I offer you recordings of these radio shows, and I also offer you one-on-one, bi-weekly meetings where we really dive in to the story you want to create. When a person is moody, it's usually because they're thinking it's just going to be way, way too much. And so my work is to help you understand what the size job is. What is it that you really are biting off when you say, I want to start a podcast this year. I want to write a TED Talk this year. I want to create a book in one year's time or less. How do I do that? I can help you go from being in that place of question, to going to a place of excitement and liveliness and happiness without needing to endure all kinds of moodiness. Because it is my experience, the moodiest of clients have been trying to do most of it on their own for a long time. And they feel lonely, and they feel angry, and they feel moody. And apathetic and hurt and discouraged and moody, 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 moody. And we can turn that around very quickly over and over again if we need to by looking at a higher perspective. It's a new thought. It's one you're not entertaining in this very moment of feeling moody, but in just a few moments from now. If you honor how that bad moodiness feels and you give yourself a little space to come up with the higher thought and let it sink in without arguing with it, you're going to feel much better really quickly. I would even say this is the path to instant gratification regarding your book. This is the path realizing that you're in a mood, being willing to stop everything in that moment and just sort of feel into that mood, feel into where it's stuck in you. Sometimes it's stuck in your head. Sometimes it's stuck in your heart. Sometimes it's right in your gut. Sometimes it's in your back or your shoulders. And let yourself have a minute of just sitting still with that mood, not. Not overplaying all the thoughts that go with it, but letting that feeling be felt, you're going to be shocked. Anywhere between 10 seconds and, you know, at the most, two minutes, you're going to feel differently because that feeling was asking you to stop. It was basically saying, I don't like being angry. Could we stop for a minute? Or it was saying, I don't like feeling down. Can we stop for a minute? When we do, we get a whole new perspective. Takes about 10 seconds, maybe as many as 120 seconds for the stubborn. You know who you are, but it works. And it works with heavy duty ideas around your writing or around your life even and it works with the infinitesimal little ideas that just nag at you, just a little tiny bit, just enough for you to feel a little off kilter. So I want to help you with this. I learned by reading in a Psychology Today article, and I do regret that I don't have the author's name for you, but I wrote down this much, Uh, this was about two years ago, it was right on the homepage of bloggers for Psychology Today. And there was this mention that the average human being has 2,000 thoughts per hour. 2000 thoughts per hour. I wasn't sure what the average human being meant. So I went on to read that they were talking about 25 year olds to 55 year olds. They were including both genders. They were including people that work and people that do not work. They were including parents, single folks. They were including, uh, I can't read my writing here. Oh, education, people that had high levels of education and people who did not pursue education beyond high school. So that was their idea of the average person, 2,000 thoughts per hour. Now, my guess is If you got 2,000 thoughts per hour going on, you're not sitting in meditation because usually far fewer in meditation. My guess is if you got 2,000 thoughts per hour going on, you're probably not in nature. Because usually if you got your eye on an eagle that's swimming over the water, you're really focusing on that. Not too many thoughts are gonna come up while you're doing it. But here's another thing. If you are at home, and I, I mean at home spiritually, if you are feeling at home with your writing, if you are feeling at home with the 15, 20 minutes, 30 minutes of writing you just did, or you are doing in this moment, you are generating far fewer, far fewer than 2000 thoughts per hour. And you are likely not generating a mood that in the next instant you want to kick out the door. No, there's this beautiful thing that happens when you put your arms around a writing process and you allow yourself to lean in to the possibilities of what writing can do for you. You don't have to commit right out of the gate that you're going to write a book. You might want to commit that you're going to start with a journal and just start to get to know your own feelings. You might from there take it to a blog and just see how many people come and visit your site. You might even from there start a YouTube channel where you can advertise that blog and increase the numbers of people that read your writing. You might want to join one of Coach Debbie's writing seminars where you get to share your writing. It's not often that I do those anymore, but I do those. And it is often that I will have friends on the show that are doing them. For example, we recently had uh, Albert Flynn De Silva on the show in December, and he has writing groups that are wonderful, and they really help people feel alive, feel connected, and feel that good sense of mood. So if you're struggling with a bad mood that pops up, gets in your way, and might even really take you down the rabbit hole of defeat. I want you to stick with me today because I've got some stories and I've got some ideas that are going to help you out and instantly start to turn around how you're feeling. All righty, deal? What do you say? We're going to need to take our first commercial break here, but please stay tuned. We'll be right back. Where would you love to live? Have you explored today's market? When I spoke with Heather Ramos... She instantly put me at ease. I'm Coach Debbie from StoryU, and I recommend Heather to first-time buyers or dream home shoppers and everyone in between. Let Heather's experience lead you to a perfect location and style and all within your budget. Contact Heather Ramos at Keller Williams. That's Heather Ramos at kw.com. I want to take a minute and invite you on over to the love shack it's a little old place where we get to get together explore fresh perspectives eavesdrop on juicy conversations and uncover the mysteries that nobody talks about but absolutely influences our relationships and we're tom and stacy bartley we are the hosts of love shack live which airs every thursday at 1 p.m pst 1150 kknw am yeah come on over and join us We look forward to connecting with you soon. Every person with a disability deserves equity in education, employment and their community. Sherwood Community Services takes pride in serving all people with disabilities and their families since 1957, including in rural areas and non-native English-speaking communities. Sherwood provides service in Snohomish, Skagit and Island Counties. Sherwood is open for referrals for telehealth and virtual support for children and adults with disabilities. To find out more, visit at SherwoodCS.org. Sherwood, believing in abilities. Hi, this is Marilyn Milano. If you love animals, then please check out my new show, Love Has Many Faces, Tuesdays from 9 to 9.30 a.m., right here on Alternative Talk 1150. I'll be talking with rescue groups, animal advocates, and other organizations that help animals, sharing their stories, and giving our listeners some tangible ways in which they can help make a difference. That's Love Has Many Faces, Tuesdays at 9 a.m., right here on Alternative Talk 1150. Raising awareness, touching hearts, and saving animals' lives. Going our own way every day. Alternative Talk 1150. And welcome back here to Story You Talk Radio. I just want to give a shout out to some of my clients that are soaring right now. They made a decision to write either their book or their podcast. Let's just focus on those two for a minute. And they're doing so well. I want to tell you that Jill, less than a year ago, Came and said, I've had this idea that's tugging at me around a book, but I just don't know if I'd want to put it out in the world. I just don't know if I want to be known for it. But I am enjoying writing as long as I don't think about people reading it. Is that weird? She asked me, Is that weird? And I said, No, you're having a relationship with your own words and your own expression, and your own story, nobody said that everything you've written has to be made into a book and made for the eyes of others. Nobody said that. Somehow, we tell ourselves that, and that can create a very low mood. What I found in the year of working with Jill was that she was dedicated She was someone that wanted to read up on how to improve her skills to feel more confident as a writer. She was somebody that was willing to get up just a tad bit earlier so she could write 20 or 30 minutes most days. She's one of those people who works a nine to five Monday through Friday job. And most days she found herself writing. But what she also said was that she found her momentum and her relationship with her writing because she was doing it often. And by having the permission that the world did not need to see this writing unless she chose, gave her a a certain amount of freedom. So I can't tell you how excited I was when we started this new year and one of the things Jill said to me was, I think I'm going to self-publish this book. I think I'm just going to do it and and get a few copies going and just see what it feels like to maybe, you know, give one to a friend, give one to the pastor of the church and I'm, I'm just going to see. And it's been a great experience for her. And so she has decided to go public with her book. Now, the beautiful thing about this is that even though there were moments along the way where she said, oh, I don't know, I, my story's getting bigger and more convoluted than I could have guessed. Maybe I need to take three months off and go to Acapulco and just swim for a while. You know, that's where our mind goes. Our mind looks for big breaks when we're having big moods. And there's nothing wrong with craving a nice big break. But I will tell you, it's very hard to come back if you don't intentionally set up what you want to be thinking about when you come back. If all you do is run off and say, I need a big break, I need to get away for several months, um, you're going to want to stay away. But if you do what Jill did, which was realize she did need a little break, she did need to go on a little vacation, she did want to see some of her girlfriends and just take a short time out. We talked about what do you want when you come back? And what she said was, I want to feel really comfortable in my skin. I don't want to feel like I'm writing a secret. And so that's what we worked with. That gave us a starting point to be in contact with each other and start creating the new thoughts, the higher ground of moving away from, gosh, I feel like I'm writing a secret. I feel like I have this life that nobody knows about and they're all going to laugh at me someday. We started to turn that into a new thought, which is wow, I have been really dedicated to a writing process. And now I want to go on a little vacation with my friends. And I want to honor the fact that I've been writing something that has meaning to me. And when I come back, I'm just going to sit with the idea that if I want to share a little bit of it with someone, I can. When you start to shift what your mind is saying to itself, you get away from tossing 2,000 thoughts per minute around or per hour, I think it was, uh, in your mind. You get away from that number. In this client's incident, she went somewhere sunny. She was sitting by the pool. She was having great conversations with women she had known a long time. And she and I were in touch, a little here, a little there, to just let that new thought into her mind. And when you do that, thoughts start to settle into even your subconscious mind. And we call that claiming a new identity. So here we are. It's it's less than one year later from that initial conversation When she said, I think I'm writing a book here, (laughs) but I don't know what's going to happen with it. It's now going public. She has decided to self publish. It's no longer a secret. There were many things she decided she didn't want to include in the book because she wanted to make it public. And we are all allowed to choose what we keep as private and what we make public. That again is another thought that can take you from a mood of just nervous, spinning energy to, oh, oh, I see. I don't have to write my whole life story and every last minute about it. I can choose parts of my story and knit it all together with a theme that helps people understand something I want to convey that feels much better so i just wanted to tell you a little bit about her because she is what i would call the norm she is that person that has a desire to write she has thoughts that started to get in the way they started to create mood she needed coaching and assistance to write down some of those tougher stories and make decisions if they really were public or if they needed to stay private. She worked with her thoughts. In one year's time, things have changed dramatically. She went from a thought about a book to actually having a public book. And in the near future, I hope to bring her on the show so she can tell you the title and where you can go to get it. Now, one thing I want you to notice here is that if you find you can sometimes end up being a little moody, a little angry, a little down, a little hurt, there's usually something opposite that wants to be expressed. My coach, Robert Holden, says this. He says, nothing but your thoughts can hurt you so choose your thoughts again. Nothing but your thoughts can hurt you, so choose your thoughts again. And he has told me too that the world is an effect of your thinking, so start with slow, small adjustments to your thinking. This has helped me tremendously. There was a time in my business where I thought, this is getting too complicated. I'm going to have to hire a bunch of employees if I want to keep going forward. I'm going to have to learn so much technology. Uh, I'm going to have to do X, Y, and Z. I, I just started freaking myself out with so many thoughts. And what I had to realize was that the world wasn't doing this to me. I was the one churning up the thoughts. But at first, these are the things I would say. Somebody would ask me, how's business going? You look, and they would they would assess my mood. You look worried. And I would just go on a tangent about that. And I'd say, oh my God, I am. I mean, nowadays you need to know all this marketing and all that you got to have employees and you got to this and you got to that. And if you don't, you'll never succeed. And I don't know what I'm doing and whatever. Oh. And that that doesn't help. <laughs> that just churns this high volume of thinking that I'm making up. I need to choose other thinking. In most cases, and i am I am not exempt from this, we need someone to help us think differently. My coach Robert, he, like I said, says nothing but your thoughts can hurt you. nothing but your thoughts can hurt you so while I'm sitting there with that thought of "Oh my goodness, it's two thousand seventeen or whenever this was that I was really just hyped up. It's 2017 and everyone knows you need to learn Audacity software and I haven't learned it and I'm so behind the curve. You know, he had a really excellent way of coming in and saying, what if you changed that thought to, based on the amount of technology I know, I am going to, one day at a time, start to learn new technology or... I'm going to hire out the need for that technology as soon as I can. And for now, I'm really not going to worry about it. How about that, Debbie? You know what? (laughs) Such a simple thought like that never dawned on me because I was all caught up in the mood of full-blown anxiety that the world of technology and Steve Jobs and everyone else was just making it so hard but that was just really me thinking 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 overthinking usually when we're doing that we need someone to go hey 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 let's find another way for you to get your momentum back so how about i give you uh how about i give you some other examples here that just might might relate to what you're going through. Uh, I worked once with a very accomplished yoga teacher, and she wanted to write her book, but she also was really hesitant. That you know she's she's a person who's connected to her body, not necessarily connected to her words. My experience of her was very different. I found that when she spoke, she was eloquent and that she had a lot to offer. And to boot, she was an extraordinary yoga teacher. I went to her classes to find out. So this is what we did one day. And I don't know where this came from. Probably probably some great universal source. But we went for a walk. And I live near this place that owls visit. And I know the particular tree and I I have excellent hearing. So I can usually follow their sound to the right tree. And I bring my binoculars and I look at the owls. And I thought, you know what? Yvonne would love this. I'm going to take her on a walk. So while she's churning all these ideas of gosh, Debbie, I know we've started on this book and we've been tra- talking about it a few weeks and writing little bits for a few weeks, but gosh, it's scaring me. We went on this walk and she is extremely capable of doing a handstand without the need of a wall or assistance. And I I said to her, Ivana, why do want you take these binoculars and look up in that tree and see if you see an owl. And she did. She thought it was amazing. And I said, okay, now I want you to do a handstand and I'm going to hand you the binoculars and I want you to find the owl. And she said, oh my goodness, there's no way I can do that. And I said, well, would you be willing to let me help? I know you can do a freestanding handstand with no help, but now that we've upped the ante, would you allow me to help you? And it took some, some uh, convincing, to say the least, but she did. She gave in to this idea and she popped up into a handstand very quickly. And right by her right hand, she picked up the binoculars with me holding her at the at the feet. And she was able to balance on her dominant hand and see the owl. And when she popped down from that, she said, I can't imagine how good I feel. And I I believed it. I believed it. She had an experience. She went from, this is hard, to, oh, you're asking me now, instead of writing a book, to do something even harder, do a handstand and, and do it one-handed and look in a direction. But then she was willing to accept a little help And to shift her perspective that with help, it's possible. And she popped right up into that handstand, looked through the binoculars and saw the owl. And what did it do? It changed her mood. She claimed a new perspective and it changed her mood quickly. And this is the magic of it. So often we don't feel good because we think I can't do whatever's on order. Can't do this thing and it creates terrible mood. But what if we explored ways to work with a little help and a higher perspective so you can do it? Usually, and I I really mean it, it comes very quickly. Usually, people experience a shift within less than two minutes and they realize they can. So this is often the gift of coaching. And if you've been thinking about coaching, I have a special that I would like to offer you. Stick around. We're going to take our break right now. And when we come back, more about up-leveling your mood. Where would you love to live? Have you explored today's market? When I spoke with Heather Ramos, She instantly put me at ease. I'm Coach Debbie from Story U, and I recommend Heather to first-time buyers or dream home shoppers and everyone in between. Let Heather's experience lead you to a perfect location and style and all within your budget. Contact Heather Ramos at Keller Williams. That's Heather Ramos at kw.com. Alternative Talk 1150. It's good for what ails you. This statement has not been evaluated by the FDA. Welcome back, my friends. I am Coach Debbie, and I'm just delighted that you are taking the time to think about the stories that you want to write or even how you might up-level the stories in your life. Because we are all deeply affected by. Our thoughts around our our love life, our family life, our work life, our free time life. Please, I want more of a free time life. Isn't that a great life to have? All of those parts of our life are deeply, deeply affected by how we think about them. And that starts to create our mood and feelings around them and that starts to then have a lot of effect on how we carry out things we believe in one thing i notice is that we're just typically used to living in a very logical world where you have things in front of you that need to be done so it just seems it seems like that's where all your attention needs to go but actually there's also a more intuitive and inspired thinking process that's going on right behind your logical thinking process. And it often wants to emerge and be felt and experienced. Little kids live there. They just live in a very creative, intuitive, inspired, fun place. I mean, think back to all those times when the authorities wanted to, oh, I don't know, they wanted to eat right, they wanted to get home on time, they wanted to dress you a certain way, and and you just thought, this isn't fun. I want to do what's fun. That part of you hasn't gone anywhere. It's just that the logical part of us had to grow up, had to take care of ourselves, had to be Responsible. And that logical part of us acquired a lot of thinking around making money and having love and having family and buying a new computer and moving to the next state and on and on and on and on. And even logical thinking can involve little kitty cats. I have a little kitty cat with me today who is crawling all over my lap and my computer doing everything I can to keep him from disconnecting our call. Okay Charlie, say hi Charlie say I'm gonna go be a good boy now. There we go. One of the things that I try to tell my my people that want to write and they're they're willing to think about a 90day process as the minimum because it really does take, about 90 days to go from that more logical place that instructs you to a more intuitive, inspired place. And I don't mean you have to wait till day 90 to feel that inspired creative space. I just mean it It takes about 90 days before the habit of listening to that first over listening to a little logic first and orienting yourself that habit needs some daily care so what i tell my clients is be available to a 20 to 30 minute writing process on the daily and if you're like Jill who i was just telling you about she she had a 9 to 5 job and she wasn't able to do it every single week Monday through Friday, Saturdays and Sundays, but she was able to hit most those days, 20 to 30 minutes. And what I noticed about Jill was how she calmed herself into hearing more inspiration, more of her more authentic voice, less of that logical voice that told her, You don't need to be getting up an extra 20 or 30 minutes a day doing this. You don't need to do that. You need your sleep. That voice got calmed down. And you go through this all the time when you decide, I'm going to start a gym membership. And you start hitting the gym three times a week. There's a point where you really like it. You really crave it because that inspired curiosity side of you is turned up and the moody side of you is turned down. It's not listening to the logic of, I only have 7.5 hours sleep. I need to stay in bed. Can't get up and go to the gym. That's nuts. Right? When you work with me, or when you work with coaches, or when you work with a design plan that is catered for you, what you find is that that moodiness can instantly, and I really mean it, about 10 seconds to two minutes, can shift if you're willing to take on higher perspectives, if you're willing to say, First of all, probably the old saying will pop into your mind, which is, oh, I'd really, really rather stay in bed. I mean, that extra 20 minutes is going to change my life. If you're willing to go from that to, I wonder what it would be like to write for 20 minutes today. And if I'd like to sleep in tomorrow, I could do that. When you do something like that, You're moving yourself directly into a new action. You're inviting the idea that that deep groove of resistance starts to get filled in with some inspiration and curiosity and excitement for what you're doing. When you decide you want to commit to 90 days or you want to commit to half a year I really, in my programs, I really like to stress, although I can't make you do it. I really like to stress getting involved in the group coaching, getting involved in the weekly handouts that are available, writing in the Facebook group that's available, because that stuff helps you with the momentum. I like to think I'm an excellent writing coach and that what I offer you serves you well. But I also know that when you are involved between those biweekly one-on-one appointments, you're you're conditioning your brain to get to work on those good feelings because you started with really high-energy thoughts like, I think I want to check in on Facebook and see what people are saying, as opposed to, oh, I don't know, I I don't know if I'd have anything to say, even if I looked at what others were saying. When you go for the higher thought, you get into higher levels of participation. It leads to better behavior. It leads to more action and activity. It does what Jill did. It leads to a book being done in less than a year's time. I also want to tell you a little bit about how you might get started right now. If you're listening to this show live, we are in the middle of April. A lot of people think, oh, no, 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 I can't start my book in April. I should have started it in January. And that—that's just that's just a passing thought. God only knows where those thoughts come from, but it's just a passing thought that I have to start at a certain time of year. Uh, Some people will say, I I first have to mend uh, how things are going in my marriage, or I first have to save all this money, or I first have to move to a less cluttered house, and on and on and on. Actually, what you need to do first is decide. If you really do want to take on a three-month or six-month or even a one-year membership where you're going to be supported so you can create that thing, that book, that podcast, that blog, that TED Talk, that thing that you say you want to do, that's how you get going is you decide. You make a decision that this could be a good thing because I'm just going to break it to you. There is always going to be a thing or two that looks like it needs you before your own self-expression needs you. I mean, I can go on a litany with all these things I've put before doing my writing. And I had to learn the hard way that I never was going to get to a day when everything was done. It just wasn't going to happen. Even when I think silly things like I got to do all the dishes first. I mean, give me 20 minutes and I've created another dirty dish. It just doesn't end. So you decide, do I want to write? Do I want to step in? Am I willing to try? Do I want to find that higher ground and go with it? If you do, you are going to see results and you will definitely see see results if you add in all of the things that are available to you, like community, like handouts, like things like this radio show, the reason many, many programs have different elements to them is because you need more than that By monthly call. You need more repetition. If you're spinning, 2000 thoughts an hour, and you see your coach every other week, or even once a week, you've had a lot of time to spend some thoughts. So, the more you can commit, the more you're going to feel that inspired, great mood, and less of the doubt, less of the apathy. And you're going to find that it doesn't take 25 years to write a book. It doesn't take saddling up to the desk eight hours a day. Not at all. Jill had 30 minutes and she didn't even have every day where she could give to that. And it was less than a year's time. Let me tell you just quickly about Ben. He was this client I had some years back and he wanted to give a TED Talk when I think TED Talks were still kind of new and the requirements were just a little bit different but he went from being so excited to completely apathetic in about 1 week's time we had put a few a few weeks into doing his project and really i got on the call with him on a monday and then on the next monday he just said oh god you know i think this is stupid I don't know what I was thinking around giving a TED talk. I, This proposal stuff is hard. And I understood why he was feeling that way. He was looking at all the logistics that go into being accepted. But he also, since there was so many logistics, he was moving away from that inspired feeling of, I have something to offer. And going into that place of, but it won't be enough because look at all these logistics. It'll never be enough. And he started to get apathetic, feel dumb, and work his way into a rabbit hole in no time at all. Now, for Ben, he was a businessman, he had tons of accolades behind his name, he had something to truly offer. He wasn't in any way replete on people that could come forward and just say, Ben, do it. But something had to happen inside of Ben to really feel the shift and to understand you were inspired. And if you let yourself be with that feeling of apathy, which just isn't the real you, let yourself just be there for a minute and call on a higher thought. Like, okay, there's more involved in doing a TED talk than I thought, but I don't have to have all the answers today. I just need to make a little time each day to write out my inspired ideas. A little time each day. And that got Ben to the point where he finally had a complete speech. We worked together for about three months, He was thinking it would happen in 30 days or less. It didn't. But he's out there doing his talk. And like I said, I want to bring more people that I've worked with to the show so they can tell you all about their process, the things they had to get over, the thoughts that were spinning in their head, those moments when they wanted to quit, but they didn't. They're going to tell you that if you're feeling this way, you're normal. You're just like them. When they were going through it, they thought they were the different one. But on the other side, when you get to a completed version or when you get deep into your draft and that momentum of creating is working for you, you're back to feeling inspired. You're out of that logistical mind that just cranks out thoughts, that creates bad moods, it makes you feel stuck. None of us belong there. If you need some help with this, I would love to find out what you want to work on. I offer VIP days and weeks and months. I offer three-month programs and six-month programs. I offer just group coaching. If you want to just stick your toe in and, and do something at a very reasonable investment to just try it out for a little while. It's been a delight to be with you today. And I hope you are writing. I hope you are listening to your inspired thoughts. And I do look forward to being back here with you next Thursday. Until then, namaste, my friends.